It's time to get consistent on ecstasy. Hey, Penny. Hey. <laughs> With the breath of life up your nostrils, you can be constant in ecstasy, consistent in your rapture. It's true, rapture is not, you know, the, the theory of being taken to heaven. Rapture is being taken to heaven on earth. You know, I've been in constant ecstasy and rapture for 10 years straight. It's called the highest state of prayer, ecstasy and rapture. When your mind is incinerated on the Holy Ghost, you are in ecstasy. It's just even so deceiving that the charismatic church has a carnal mind and a religious mind that's still a control freak and in control of the reins of their own life and is still led by the flesh and not by the spirit, full of charismania. And that's why they don't have the intoxication and the rapture and the ecstasy and being caught up all the time in heavenly visions and heavenly encounters. I mean, every single moment of the, of the day today, from the time I woke up to right now, the angels will be orchestrating events around me to encourage my ecstasy so I'm triggered into greater glory. I used to be triggered into anger, and now I'm triggered into bliss. Yeah, last night I was just messaging some people that what infuriates or... What's up, Benny? Later intoxicates. What it first irritates. Later intoxicates, yeah. That's also true. But you get triggered in your carnal mind because there's still sin in your mind, which is what locks a person into the curse of being in the natural dimension. When you're sin-free in your mind, you're only in the heavenly dimension all the time. It's called the mind of Christ. Where's Christ? Seated with Christ in heavenly places. So you're always in ecstasy. So it's very humbling and humiliating how much sin actually needs to be removed from the Christians' minds. After they're born again, the predominant activity of the Christians is getting into self-righteousness. All of that self-righteousness and egotistical, narcissistic, self-servient religion that has the appearance of good will have to come out of your mind in order to have the mind of Christ, which is what's going to happen to millions of Christians now. Your promised land has always been in the mind of Christ, but after you're born again, Satan and his angels come and there's a bullseye on your forehead and they try to corral you into church and you're taught religion in church. Even in the best churches in the USA, they're taught religion. They still murder me. I mean, I deal with charismania every single day for 10 years and they always murder me. And it's always some weird excuse and it'll be something and it all boils down to money usually because, you know, that's the God of religion. Jesus said the Pharisees, their God is money. But when you're serving the Father, you're actually a real disciple of the kingdom, and you don't have 666 in your forehead, which is money. First Kings 10 says, Queen of Sheba brought Solomon 666 talents of gold. There's no money in your mind. There's no 666 in your mind. You're literally fascinated and caught up in ecstasy and rapture with your Father. In great grace, the Father was saying to me today, in great grace, which is this outpouring of the sons of God you're experiencing right now, in great grace, you get whatever you want which is a scary thing because a lot of people want evil stuff in their hearts. They want spouses, they want cars, they want all the junk in the natural realm that, you know, will be added unto you, later, unto if, you. If, if, later if you don't have idols. And But the problem is, is in great grace, you actually get what you want. And that's what's so destructive 
about great grace and why the wicked are quickly removed by great grace is because you get your heart's desires. And a human heart is evil beyond all things. But when you're born again, you don't have a human heart anymore. You have the heart of Christ. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If Revelation 3.20, it is written, if you let me in, we'll have fellowship together. Where does he come in? He comes into the first love throne, morning star, rising in your heart. It is written in the book of Peter. So you have the throne of all divine love in your heart. And that's why when you get the sin out of your mind, the religious sin, the lust, and the pride of everything that's you, the mark of the beast of still serving you, how to be a better you and know how to be Jesus Christ and Him crucified, and you get all you out, and it's just all about Him and the fascination with God, walking in the fear of the Lord, walking in the awe of God, and getting your mind blown with an ever-increasing glory through your forehead. Well then, guess what? Everything in the world wants to get under your messianic anointing. And you're walking on streets of gold because there's no sin in you. There's no idolatry in you. You're not serving creation, you're serving the Creator, so there's no 666 in your forehead, which is all the wealth of creation coming to King Solomon from the Queen of Sheba out of Egypt. Amen. So that's exactly what's going to be your breakthrough getting creation out of your mind and the Creator in your heart already rising, the morning star possessing you and driving out everything that distracts, everything that has the appearance of good, everything that has lied to you, every lie of Satan and his angels that you've eaten into your mind from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil coming out by not an outside anointing, but by a messianic anointing from the morning star rising in your heart, it is written. The morning star is Jesus Christ, Revelation 22. I am the roots of David and the bright morning star, it is written. Red letters. Okay? <laughs> Satan is not the morning star. Satan is the false morning star and the wannabe morning star and the counterfeit morning star. Jesus Christ is the bright and morning star. He is the light of the world. Okay, so you're going to be illuminated by the Messiah, or you're going to be illuminated in a false illumination with a counterfeit Lucifer, with a satanic light of religion in your mind, with the appearance of good. And those are the two trees in the garden. A lot of people think when they're eating good religion and good Bible scripture, they're actually just eating death, a dead letter that kills. You're not eating God the Father. God the Father is the light being, and we are the divine radiance of the light being. Hebrews chapter 1, Amplified, it is written. If you're eating God the Father, you're going from glory to glory. If you're walking with the Father, you're in the coolness of the day, which means every day is con consistently the best day of your life. And there's no more roller coaster rides up and down, up and down, serving me, serving him, serving me, serving thee, serving me, serving thee. It's all thee, 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 you know? And he serves me. But he takes care of me. And he fathers me. I just am entranced on him, and then everything. Religion is taking me. care of yourself. Yeah. But Christianity is giving your life to the Father and having a new Father who is the divine being. Religion is total doubt and unbelief, and still trying to do the good thing in the Bible to protect yourself, to take care of yourself, and to take care of others. Religion is Satan himself. It's the maximum amount of sin, darkness, and death that exists in all fallen creation in the heavens and the earth. 
It is doing the New Testament apart from total dependency on your Heavenly Father. Repent and get in the river and get all that orphan out of you and start knowing who your Father is. You have a Heavenly Father and He already sacrificed His Son once and for all for you. He's in your heart. If you believe it, you'll experience it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So when you believe the Word of God, when you believe what God the Father is saying to you through the sons of God, the seven thunders, every Joel's bar, every day for years, when you believe those words, you'll experience the substance of the words because the Word of God is a package full of bread and wine. I have bread you know not of. What, did he go to the marketplace and buy a loaf of bread? Because they were carnally minded. They didn't understand. He was talking about the Heavenly Father. He was talking about, my food is to do the will of my Father. That my spirit is more real than my flesh. That I'm no longer a carnal animal. I'm no longer a mark of a beast. I'm no longer in the curse of just living by the sweat of my brow, living by the flesh. I now have a regenerated spirit, and I can take flight in the heavenly delight, and it's all right. And no one will ever shut me down in Zion. Only encourage me. The angels, the cherubim, the seraphim, all the holy angels will do whatever it takes to help me inherit salvation so I can have the maximum enjoyment and experience of God the Father on earth every day. We've been walking that walk for 10 years. Constant ecstasy. Constant rapture. With constant enemies manifesting. I mean, with total opposition from the charismatic church for 10 years. I mean, that's everyone that's condemned us. When the Florida outpouring died and the sonship outpouring began, August, August of 2008, every single charismatic leader, and I'm not angry at him, I'm in love with him. I'm just actually walking in the Father. I'm walking in the top of the mountain, and they're not. They're on the sides of the mountain. That's why they still turn my father's house into a marketplace, and that's why they have to come out with a new book every three months to make money, because they're a bunch of salesmen. Not all of them, many of them. Most of them are just about money. Next book. Well, book transfer, you have the book of Revelation, and you don't even know that you're the priest of Melchizedek. You know, Smith Wigglesworth never even read a book except the Bible, and it's like, do you want the Pentecostal drunken glory? Do you want heaven on earth reality? Most of you don't even know the Bible. I've read the Bible over a thousand times, and I'm not boasting the flesh because I read it in the Spirit. I don't read it in Greek. I don't read it in Hebrew. I read it in the river of life. When you're in the river of life, every single word, I can take one part, one verse, and feast on it for a week and just be drunk on it for a week. One verse. I do this every single week of my life since I've been permawacked in ecstasy by the throwing of my carnal mind into the lake of fire. I take one verse and just be like, Revelation 5-6. I think I've been drunk on Revelation 5-6. The seven eyes and the seven horns of the seven spirits of God through the slain lamb's soul for two and a half years. I've had that verse go through my head, literally, physically, in encounters of the seven spirits of God for two and a half years. Just one verse. It's an eternal word. But we don't even have the word going through us. We got all these carnal religious thoughts of what we need to do to perform and measure up and, you know, look good in front of others and, you know, how am I going to make money? That's usually what it boils down to. 666 in the forehead. How am I going to pay my electric bill? God is our electric electricity. Amen. I was going to say bill, but it's, that wouldn't be true. I'm 
I'm freaking drunk, man. <laughs> yeah, there's no bills in heavenly Jerusalem. But guess what? There are streets of gold. There's Jubilee. He will add unto you everything you've already wanted to have fun with on earth. You don't need to be a slave for money in the marketplace anymore. Every overcomer will have everything they desire already. You need God the Father, not money. I mean, that's literally what we're dealing with with every American Christian every single day, millions of Christians. Boils down to you need the Creator more than creation. You don't need creation, you need the Creator. And when the Creator's anointing is going through your heart and mind, you'll be shocked, like I am every single day, shocked of how much easier it is to accumulate wealth. And not just as a priest, and not just in ministry, in business, in everything God has for you. You know, when I was in college, I served tables for two and a half years. And I was walking in the anointing then, and I had all these principles then because I was discipled right in the early days of my salvation for 22 months of Minnesota Teen Challenge. I was discipled in faith, hope, love, the glory of God. I was discipled in just walking by obedience to the Holy Spirit and not by the flesh. And just total trust and dependency on the Holy Spirit. I was discipled in that from the day I was born again in the glory of God. So I'd never got into this doubt and unbelief stuff of working by the sweat of my brow. And I've used this in the marketplace. I'm not just a minister up here telling you stuff that I don't walk in. I have tested every single thing I tell you every day for 10 years. And it's true and it works. It's about faith. You can have breakthrough in every area of your life when you believe my words. These words are from experience. These words are impartations of everything it takes to overcome everything in Babylon the Great. All the poverty. We've overcome it. All the religion. We've overcome it. All the lust. All the rebellion. All the drugs, alcohol, sexual morality. We've overcome it. We have. We're the overcomers party of the end times. And we've overcome by drinking the blood of the Lamb. Not by fasting and prayer. I did a little fasting and prayer. But I pray without ceasing. No, how are you going to do that? Unless you're in the river of life. He does. <laughs> he prays for you people like all the time. Yeah. He, Non-stop. Like, you think this is much? 24-7, 365. He's like this 24-7. Yeah. I, mean, I never calmed down for since I was born again for 19 years. It's been ever-increasing glory. And that's not a work. That's who he is. It's the river of life. It's totally his personality, but it's like who he's become in Christ because of Christ. And it's just like he can't stop, even if he wanted to. Like, there are days we take a break or like go on a vacation or something. No, he's, he's still on this note. He's still loving everyone around me. I'm always in the me. spirit. He's still saying like seven, seven spirits of God through my brains to flood the earth. Like, I swear, he oh. prays prayers like that like well, I mean, it's so common sense when you're in the kingdom, but 50 Christians aren't in the kingdom. I mean, you're in Babylon and you think you can live two lives, a Christian life and a human life. Have a divine life and a self, me, 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 I, I, I. That doesn't exist. When you're born again, you're crucified with Christ. 
The problem is you're serving demons with everything else that you think is about you and having your own little me time. There's no such thing as me time in the kingdom. It's always the time. It's always Him. You're always consumed with God the Father, Lord Jesus Christ. And that's our constant ecstasy. That's not fanaticism. That's being a disciple in the mind of Christ. The problem is, in this culture, we think that we can have God serve us what we want to do in our carnal minds. We have tried to create a Jesus Christ that serves our 666 money in our minds. Even the charismatic church. We deal with it every single day. It's reality of how bad America is in their carnal mind. And that's why they persecute the prophets and the apostles and the sons of God that have the mind of Christ ferociously, ferociously. Because this is your breakthrough. This is your promised land. This is how you have heaven on earth in all the USA. You'll be walking through your city and everyone laughing, everyone in Jubilee, everyone intoxicated in the air when your mind is the mind of Christ and not full of creation and thoughts of busyness and what I need to do and my kids and all of the daily tasks and chores. When you have Christ in your mind, you are divine at everything you do. You raise your kids divinely. You, you raise your kids in the kingdom instead of hell, which is the witchcraft of trying to control all situations and do the right thing by the curse of the sweat of my brow with my self-effort and my strange fire because I know the Bible says that and I'm not measuring up to this religious demon pretending to be Jesus Christ sitting on my head. Get it off you. Have a drink of wine and get some freedom in the river of life. <laughs> There's no measuring up. Even the tiny little angels that don't know anything are just totally satisfied with the Father being like, dude, whatever. You know, I don't care about your knowledge. There are angels that don't care about anything. In fact, every angel doesn't care because every angel is totally content with God. Yeah. Total peace with God. But I'm just telling you, even at an infant level as a Christian, you can just be totally content. I know I don't know anything. Father's got it. Father's got it. I'm just Father's so happy to be it. in the glory. I'm just going to enjoy my Father and enjoy growing as a tree of life. I don't have to have it all figured out. Yeah. Understanding comes later on. Yeah. You're born a sapling. He grew up like a tender shoot. And if Jesus had to grow up like a tender shoot, it is written, aren't you going to have to grow up like a tender shoot? You're not going to come into full-blown, mature, sonship tree of life with all the nine overcomers' gifts the day you're born again and be like, I have all the wisdom of the ancient of days. and That's a non-existent thing. Spiritual growth is the tree of life growing up in your heart and through your soul. Be transfigured by the renewing of your mind. It is a process just like a tree growing. Jesus Christ grew in stature. If Jesus Christ had to grow in stature, don't you think you're going to have to? Are you better than Jesus Christ? A lot of Christians in their pride think they're better than Jesus. Jesus still had to grow. He grew up until he was in full spiritual stature of the Father 33 years. Have you gone from glory to glory in the degrees of glory to your in full spiritual stature of God the Father? 
That's almost never existed in any generation of Christians since the Apostle Paul. And we think we're like so high and mighty because I have the whole New Testament memorized. It's about the development of your spirit, the tree of life, growing and enjoying the Father's pruning of your tree. You know? <laughs> it's time for us to know our Father because He's a gardener, the Bible says, and you're the tree. And we want this instant gratification because we live in a Babylonian American culture where it's all about instant gratification and it's all about serving me. And God the Father is not like that. He will not conform to Babylon the Great. He doesn't care. It's about Him. It's not about us. you got to get it. He's the King. He's God. He will not become a form you understand just because you're in the most satanic, spellbound culture of all time, Babylon the Great. You'll have to change and be conformed into His image because He'll never change and be conformed to yours. That's the pride we're dealing with in the Mark of the Beast, the 666 in everyone's mind. We want God to be like us in our culture, but God will never change. I am the Lord and I change not, it is written. We change into His culture and we grow up into Zion. We grow up into heavenly Jerusalem. We grow up into the kingdom of heaven's culture with the seraphim and the cherubim and Michael, Uriel, Raphael and the archangels and all the holy angels and all the cloud of witnesses and the 24 elders around His throne. And that becomes our culture. The kingdom culture, not a church culture, not an American culture. You know, and we can have so much fun. Yeah, you can, you can wear the inner city American culture's clothes, but be 100% Mount Zion culture in your heart and mind. And that's what freaks them out the most. When I talk to them, they think, you know, I'm some kind of inner city, you know, ghetto hip-hop pastor or something. And it's like, nope, 100% God the Father through and through. That's ancient of days, Mount Zion, heavenly Jerusalem culture. Oh my God, we judged something by the flesh because we're carnally minded. And it freaks them out because you can actually be transfigured by the renewing of your mind. And I walk it every single day in constant ecstasy, which is the evidence of having the mind of Christ. Seven blazing torches through our sacrificed souls because we're dead to our humanity and alive to His divinity. Amen. I want you guys so desperately to get it because I see all the temptations of Satan out there with religion and rebellion and people always like sheep go astray. I mean, I... Year after year, season after season, I've been doing this for 10 years. I've seen hundreds of thousands of people come and go, most of them getting destroyed by temptations, worldliness, Babylon, the greats, lies, demons, and, it, and it's just, it's time for us to have which is, what is perfect on earth. It's time for us to stop losing and only win by understanding what's going on here in the earth. And I tell you clearly, exactly from the throne of God, what's going on here on the earth. And you can test these words on a street level. Test these words on a church level. Test these words in your family's level and see that this is not the Word of God, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. In the name of Jesus Christ. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.